Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this morning? Still hanging on to your um, voice? I'm getting there. I feel it coming back. The power to the voice is returning. So I don't know if that's good or bad news for the world, but hopefully we will get through this. OK, how are the markets this Wednesday morning? U.S. markets closed yesterday, so a bit of thin trading yesterday. European stocks pretty much unchanged. Uh, real estate, healthcare had a better day, but semiconductor stocks fell after China imposed restrictions on the export of metals that are crucial parts of the chip industry as the trade war in that technology space intensifies. Markets, I think, will trade a little bit cautiously over the course of the next couple of days, ahead of Friday's all-important non-farm payroll report, which is obviously a key indicator of the health of the US labour market will also be seen as a guide to the future path of monetary policy in the United States. We are looking at a slightly weaker start on the European bourses this morning. Got the euro stocks down 12 points, FTSE 100 in London down 10 points, DAX over in Frankfurt down 39 points. And in the UK the mortgage rates are rising. What does this mean for the housing market? Yeah, UK mortgage costs have jumped to fresh highs for the years. Rising interest rates continue to increase the cost of borrowing. The average five-year fixed-rate home loan rose just above 6% yesterday. So getting up to those levels that we saw after the turmoil of the Liz Trust administration. Average two-year fixed-rate deal now standing at 6.47%. Despite subdued mortgage activity, house prices continue to demonstrate actually some resilience. If you look at the June nationwide house price index ticked up one tenth of one percent month for month, having fallen three tenths of one percent in the second quarter. The annual decline is still there, it's at 3.5 percent. That's still the highest since 2009. The lender said that the sharp increase in borrowing costs is likely to exert a significant drag on housing market activity in the near term. When you look at the UK mortgage market, there are around about 10.5 million residential and buy to let mortgages. 8.2 million of those are on a fixed rate. 800,000 need refinancing this year. Another 1.6 million in 2024. So UK house prices peaked in August. They're down around about 4.1% from that peak. Our internal forecast suggests UK house prices should not generate a peak to trough decline of more than 10%. I think the market should remain supported by the steady labour market which is helping people to service their mortgage payments. Banks have actually been stress testing mortgage applicants at higher rates, so affordability may actually be less of an issue this time around than we've seen in previous cycles. We know there continues to be a structural supply and demand imbalance, and international demand continues to be positive, but it could be certainly a shock for many of those mortgage holders as they come off those fixed deals where at very low rates and have to either stay on a variable rate, which is high at least at the moment, or go for a pretty expensive fixed rate deal compared to what they've been used to. And meanwhile, the world rich are doing well with wealth increasing. Yeah, on the other side of the coin, or coins maybe we should say, yeah, the world's rich are doing very well. In fact, they added $852 billion to their finances in the first half of the year. Each member of the Bloomberg 500 Billionaires Index, what a nice list to be on, made an average of $14 million per day 
over the course of the past six months. That's a stock market surge. Remember, the S&P 500 was up 16% in the first half of the year. NASDAQ was up 39%. Its uh, equity markets had their best start to the year uh, since 2019. In terms of the big winners, well, Elon Musk, top of that list, Tesla chief executive, world's richest person, he added 96 $0.6 billion to his net worth, while rival Meta Platform founder Mark Zuckerberg's wealth increased by just $59 billion. Not all winners, that has to be said. Some big losers on that list. Gotham and Dali uh, lost $60 billion uh, over the six-month period, including the biggest one-day loss of $21 billion. That's after short-seller Hindenburg Research accuses conglomerate of accounting fraud and stock manipulation. Claims, of course, he has denied, but his wealth has come down pretty dramatically. But in general terms, the wealthy seem to have had a pretty good ride of it. What would you do with all of it? If you were it's difficult, on that isn't list. it? Yeah. Where I mean... do you even start? Where do you even start? I mean, it, it's a little bit embarrassing. Um, I look at Sergei Popov, uh, who's the bottom uh, of that list in position 500. I mean, he must be embarrassed with his 5.2 billion dollars, isn't it? It's well off the uh, it's well off the lead there. So, uh, I'm sure there's been a competition amongst these guys. Uh, Elon Musk's current net worth 247 billion dollars. Wow. Okay, well, thank you for that. And on the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Nice work if you get it. <laughs> Pound against the dollar coming in at 127, euro dollar coming in at 108 and a half, one euro 16 and a half cents for your British pounds this morning. Thank you very much, Hank. Have a good day. You'll be back tomorrow at the same time. Well, indeed. Have a good day. Hank Potts from Barclays.